This episode of the Insurance Coffee House is sponsored by Insurance Search. Insurance Search provides executive recruitment services to insurance companies and brokers in the UK and across the United States. Visit insurance-search.com for more details. The Insurance Coffee House, the place where you get to meet and learn from some of the most successful insurance business leaders from across the world. Hosted by Nick Hoadley, CEO of Insurance Search. Welcome to the Insurance Coffee House, the place where you get the chance to meet and learn from some of the most successful insurance business leaders on the planet. On today's episode, I'm delighted to be joined by Lee Elliston, who is the Claims Director at the Lloyds Market Association. Welcome to the show, Lee. Hi, Nick. Pleasure to be here and uh, thanks for inviting me. Absolute pleasure, Lee. Really looking forward to hearing more about your career and the great work that you're doing there at the LMA today. Before we start on that, though, could I just ask you to give our listeners a bit of an insight into your background and your career path before you joined the LMA? Yes, certainly. So my career has spanned a number of different roles um, in the last 20 years, from broking, whether whether that was on the claim side or the operational side, and then into syndicate side, working for Catlin, who were with one of the largest uh, managing agents in the marketplace at the time. Prior to my role at Catlin, I was working for Willis and Marsh, and kind of moved my way up the A12 from um, from where I grew up in Ipswich and Suffolk down to down to London, Bright Lights, and ended up in um, Ten Trinity Square, which was a great place to work, and um, and was was. A real great place to get a really perspective, reinsurance perspective, um, and a claims and operational perspective. And what's seen me be really effective in the role that I've got at the LMA, central to the marketplace now. Great, great. Thanks, Lee. Really, really appreciate that. And for for our listeners out there, I'm sure a lot of our listeners will think they've got a good understanding of what the Lloyd's Market Association does. It'd be great to get insight firsthand. So. In your own words, what is the role of the LMA and you know what what do you try and achieve for your members? So I think I think it's really difficult for some people to understand actually, because mm. we get called many, many different things. We get called the London Market Association. Um, I think we get called the League Managers Association, um, which, which obviously does a lot of work with um, with Premier League um, managers, football <laughs> managers. And I think I think the Loan Market Association comes up quite a lot when you Google it. So um, <laughs> so we do we, it, it, we do get confused um, quite quite quickly and easily. And obviously the stakeholders um, that that are our members that are in the market that it's quite difficult to get a consistent and centralized view of who we are and what we do but but the best way to really summarize that is we're effectively a a centralized pseudo consultant a a team of experts across underwriting claims operations legal um, compliance and regulatory and we also have a an additional arm to that we focus on an academy in the education of the marketplace and we are we are made up of 45 experts that have got a good grounding and understanding of what goes on within each discipline of the the marketplace and the insurance industry. And we work to provide guidance, information, opportunities for change, and how to overcome challenges that might be faced by different parts of somebody's insurance organisation or managing agent. Fantastic. And in your role there as the, the claims director, what do you do in your role and what are you looking to achieve in that position? So, so the real fundamental part of the role is to is to really unite the the market's thoughts around you know priorities um, that they've 
got around claims, whether it be technical, operational, service-related or regulatory-related. Particularly, we've seen in COVID-19, there's been technical challenges, operational challenges and regulatory challenges. And that, that, that sums up the, the role that I play and, and my team play quite well. We respond to the market in, in that way. And we look to also enforce some, some change and some innovation around what we can do within the marketplace around claims that enhances the service that we provide to policyholders. Lee, thank you so much for that. That's uh, really insightful. It's always great to get a good understanding of, of your background, but also the work that you're doing there ahead of our questions today. So... As we are in the insurance coffee house today, obviously you, you used to be based at, at Lloyd's at the original coffee house. What What is your go-to coffee of choice in the morning, Lee? Espresso. Straight in um, prior prior to the dog walk. That's um, that, that's normally what happens on a regular basis. Top man. Well, you'll be looking forward to our espresso round a little bit later on. Thanks, Lee. Lee, what do you do personally on a daily basis that helps set you up for a successful day so so first thing i do is is, is get out of my my bed when the alarm goes off um it's so easy to hit the snooze button and i think it's just so important when that alarm goes off you you, you kind of get yourself out of bed whether you're getting yourself out of bed with a with a stride or struggling doesn't really matter and then and then on that basis one of the things that I do fairly early on when I'm having the espresso that I make is just set myself goals and objectives of what I want to achieve on a daily basis. And they can be really small goals and objectives. They don't need to be monstrous. They don't need to be you know, really moving things and shifting things in a great degree at times. But it just really focuses you on what good looks like for you at the end of the day. And it also allows you to reward yourself and pat you on the back when, you, when you've done something. And, and it might be just as simple as, You've provided some support or guidance to somebody in your team or in the marketplace, or you've coached somebody around a difficult problem, um, or, or you've just been able to uh, to break down some barriers with regard to an issue that, that you're trying to resolve. So um, so that's one of the things that, that I do very early on in the day. And then it's the dog walk, come rain or shine, and then come back and burn off some thoughts, worries, or create some space for thinking. Either do a 5K run or a, or a 20, 25-mile cycle ride. Uh, I do like getting out a bike, but uh, but I'm a weather cyclist, that's for sure. Great. And you, you managed to get that, all that exercising before going to work. That's, that's very Im- impressive, and it's, it's great to see that you you set out some small goals and objectives for that. Lee, we understand that in order to be uh, successful within the insurance industry, there's often adversity to overcome the long way. It's not it's not a smooth track at all. So, as well as asking you, what's been your biggest achievement so far in your career? What's also been the largest setback, and how did you go about dealing with that situation? I, I think I'll take the opportunity to, to to move away from some of the professional achievements or or market related achievements i've been a part of influencing or delivering uh, for the community um, and the reason i'll do that is because um, i'm i'm not a fan of blowing my own trumpet that much if i'm honest nick um, and and i think i think it's more about uniting the right um smes and stakeholders um around the common goal and the outcome that you want to achieve and i think it's fairly evident um, about about what we've done as a marketplace and what we've done at the LMA in the last five five to six years in my role. What what I think the biggest achievement and setback is 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 probably the same thing actually, which is dealing with anxiety and depression, which is something that I've found really difficult to deal with in this lockdown 
period over the last 15 16 months uh, i think i think it was it's been largest setback for me because i've had to take a stack to, to step forward mm. and and stepping back is not something that i'm generally comfortable with i think i'm always trying to step forward and make progress with, within a situation or whatever it may be that you're facing from a personal perspective a home perspective or a professional perspective and i found it really hard because of the masculinity barrier around anxiety and depression speaking up was something that i delayed delayed and delayed um, and i found that became a real problem for me and i recognize that it becomes um, a real problem for other men um, out there within both the industry and any walk of life to be fair and i think the big thing for me was holding my hands up and admitting that i wasn't okay and speaking out about why i didn't feel okay mm. and then putting some actions into place about how i was going to tackle that so i think that that was both a setback and an achievement for me because i i was i was allowing myself to make progress and put an action plan, plan in place and i did that via cbt um i had some therapy that uh, that i got into uh, very early on I've only recently finished that CBT um, because the anxiety and depression um, was actually amplified because of the lockdown environment that we were working in, the lack of connection with people, that the environment we're, we're living and working in, what's going on around us with regard to COVID and the illness, whether it be family related or, or distant friends that you can see that the whole situation is impacting them by. So I, that kind of bad thought process just really got me down and um, and it just affected everything whether it was family, whether it was work. And I, I kind of got to a position where it was it was tears for fears, if I'm being honest. Mm. I was I became a very tearful individual um, and a very fearful individual. And that's not who I am normally. And it was it was something that I really wanted to tackle head on. And the CBT has been brilliant um, as part of that. And I've got so many techniques and tips that I use on a daily basis now that just help me deal with the bad days um, and um, and be a lot more effective um, on the good days. Lee, thank you so much for sharing that. that that's very inspirational. And I, I know there's an awful lot of men going through similar challenges at the moment. We've certainly experienced that in, in, in our own family and it's a very difficult position to be in. What, what did you find, if, if there is anybody out there at the moment who's, who's, who's struggling right now, what, what would you say was the big thing that it helped turn it around for you i think i think the thing that, that that turned it around for me the first thing was was definitely speaking up and recognizing that that it was an issue that was troubling me mm. and and it felt like a weight had lifted from my shoulders when i i spoke up and i think accepting as well nick that it's okay not to feel okay and if you don't feel okay and somebody says you know how are you today or or how how's things going it's you don't have to be positive you can just talk about how you're actually feeling and and many times when you actually talk talk about how you're actually feeling you actually get a better response from the other individual because you actually find that somebody else that you're speaking to probably feels fairly similar or has felt fairly similar at some point so that that was really key and then really some practical things you can do on a daily basis so writing down any worries or issues that you've got um, and almost getting the baggage out of your head and creating space to tackle it and leave it behind. And also being able to, as, as part of doing that, getting rid of any kind of negative thoughts or, or energy that you might be creating that then impacts your kind of behaviours, really. A lot of that then leads you into 
the fact that you need to think about alternative beliefs and how those beliefs need to be reframed in your own mind to be able to just allow you to be more more positive about certain issues or conversations that might be going on and and just allow you to bring perspective as part of that and frame it in the right way yeah and i just think over this last 12 to 18 months um the lockdown in the uk has certainly amplified that an incredible amount and yeah, i'm sure there's lots of people who are who are going through something similar so thank you for for sharing lee and i think that'll be really inspiring for people who are going through that right now lee we know that most insurance professionals fall into the industry i know your your first role was with willis across there in ipswich but when was your sort of your eureka moment or your light bulb moment when you realized it sort of all came into place and you realized you could be successful in insurance yeah, so, so I'm, I'm another individual that fell into the industry. I, I was started on a path of trying to follow in my father's footstep. He was a firefighter and I got very close to making the cut at one point. And then point of failure, realised that I needed to just step back and, and, and look at what else was available to me at the time. And I'd been at Suffolk College and come out of Suffolk College and, and then realised that um, I should look at what employers were offering opportunities within within the region of Suffolk and Willis were the, one of the biggest employers at the time I think Willis and AXA were the two biggest employers in yeah. Ipswich yeah. and there was a claims role within Willis and and the rest is history from, from then on really I realized in my days at Willis that the role that you can play in the industry and particularly the role of claims is a really exciting one and it's exciting because every day is different Every claim is different. Every situation is different. Uh, you can be responding to claims from different territories with different complexities to them. You need to talk to different stakeholders internally and externally as part of that claim. And it just felt like a really varied role from a technical, operational and service-related perspective. And I, I'm an individual, uh, as I think many are in the, in the claims industry, that are curious. They want to understand how they can influence and have impact to an outcome, and then you actually get to see the outcome. Sometimes it it can take um, quite a while, considering the complexities that might be involved in in some claims, particularly from a legal perspective. Um, but uh, but it's it's a great role from that perspective to to be involved in. Yeah, fantastic, fantastic. And during your career, who's been the most influential mentor or leader that you've worked with, and what have you learned from them? I'd like to. I think it's individuals that you've connected rather than seeing had um, good leaders and bad leaders. And I've had um, I've had good, bad mentors and bad mentors. And you, and you take bits and pieces from each one and you learn lessons from from the good and the bad. Mm. But I, I think for me, what I've what I've learned the most is connecting with so many different individuals with different skills and different opinions and different cultural backgrounds. I was at Willis got the opportunity to to work out in Mumbai when I was at Catlin got the opportunity to work out in Kuala Lumpur and connecting with all those different cultures backgrounds and skills I think really gets you to learn about how you need to treat people how you best how you get the best out of people how you best support them in the right way and and therefore how you set yourself up to be a good leader and a good coach within your career as you move forward. Yeah, fantastic. I think that's such a such a great answer. And um, with the industry being truly global, I think you you do pick up things from all sorts of different backgrounds and leaders within 
different organisations around the world. Lee, if you could now look forward over the next couple of years as we hopefully come out of this pandemic, how do you see the insurance industry developing and what should insurance business leaders be doing to be successful in these times coming ahead? I, th- I think my answer to this is going to going to feel fairly standard considering how much noise there, 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 there is on these topics in the in the market and industry at the moment. But I, I, I feel like even though they'll, they'll, there'll be comments that people feel like they've heard a million times, they're, they're certainly worth reiterating. The, the talent pipeline is a big issue for the industry and the market. And, and it's something that, that leaders need to be um, aware of and not just talking about, they need to act on it. We have great talent within the Lloyd's marketplace. I would say it's almost a global um, centre of excellence for insurance. And we we need to harness the power of that experience and the talent we've already got in our marketplace and pass the baton on to the talent that we need to create the pipeline for. And, And that's passing on our experience and knowledge, but also accessing new skills from um, different in from outside of the industry. And and we we do need to move away from almost providing the the family members of peers the opportunity to come into the marketplace on a very regular basis. So we we need to get away from some of the traditions that we've got of, of family members of peers in the marketplace getting the opportunity to come in and uh, and 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 be the answer to the talent pipeline. I think I think a an independent talent pipeline that can feed the marketplace centrally that that each organisation get access to, you know, respond to the opportunities that they've got within their business and the vacancies they've got in their business. I think I think could be really powerful. And I think that a lot of the recruitment and search agencies that are there could be part of that movement in working with the the industry to to get that pipeline in place and and look at it on a central basis fantastic uh, lee um it's a great answer and obviously that is an area we're massively involved with at insurance search just to be transparent <laughs> there'd be no payment there in, in return for for that answer lee but <laughs> talent is such a huge issue and challenge for the industry and how we go about attracting people into the industry from non-traditional backgrounds like you say so not just friends and family of people in the market but really getting that diverse community and diverse background into the market is a challenge that the whole industry needs to face together you know there's lots of great initiatives out there that that are happening at the moment and i'm sure the lma are are also involved in initiatives to to help people into the market as well yeah it's 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 something that that i think i think is critical and the lma want to play its part in supporting supporting the marketplace in in both accessing the talent and growing the talent we've got and yeah. we 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 grow the talent that we've got via uh, our academy in in the educational offerings that we deliver the marketplace and uh, working with third parties and um, and professional bodies including the CII to 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 provide the best and offerings that are available um, to our talent to grow and at the same time, we know that talent needs to respond to the digital movement that's happening. And the, the digital movement is is here to stay. How quickly that digital movement comes into the marketplace is is probably still a question mark because the market have have tried to bite it off with with large scale programs so many times. Future at Lloyd now tackling it in a, in a innovative and iterative way, which is good. But but we need we need the market and the the organisation 
part of that marketplace to respond to it. And those those organisations that are flexible, empower staff, are innovative in their approach with technology and have got a good talent pipeline of diverse people, culture, gender and skills mm-hmm. flourish in the next five to 10 years. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you, Lee. Now, I know you, you like an espresso at the start of the morning and we're, we're certainly going to move into the espresso round now where the questions are short, sharp and straight to the point. So, Lee, are you ready for the espresso round? I sure am, Nick. Good man, good man. The espresso round. Lee, what is your favourite success quote? I've got a couple, actually, uh, if, if I may. And the reason yeah. I've got a couple is one one of the finds my kind of career really and and would be some some advice that i'd give to anyone coming in the best way of learning is doing and that was from richard branson yeah. and and i i put my hand up all the way through my career in different roles and it certainly allowed me to get a real good end-to-end understanding of the industry what we do why we do it through different disciplines and that that that, that that's been really helpful stick your hand up get involved um, roll your sleeves up um, and, and, and and you'll benefit from that. The, the other one is a person that has never made a mistake, has never tried anything new. And that's something that I think, again, we can, we can learn from as an industry and we should be passing on to people because we're a traditional industry with, with, some, um, with some great foundational and fundamental aspects of what we do in the law marketplace with, with our talent and our experience and the service that we provide. But sometimes we could just do things differently and, and try new ways of, of approaching different issues and challenges. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. What would you say is the number one thing holding insurance professionals back from being more successful? I think the toolkit, I, I, I genuinely believe and believe for some time that the, the digital tools and the technology that's available to people has held people back in the last kind of 10 years. And we need to we need to be thinking in a very modern way with regards to how, how we trade um, with with certain clients, brokers, cover holders. Mm. And how we how we transact the business that that, that we offer to policyholders, and and if we had the right toolkit alongside the the global excellence we've got in our people, I think it's quite powerful. I challenge some of our our competing marketplaces with regard to whether they could keep up with the Lord that look like that. Yeah, you know, such an important point that you know, underwriters, brokers, with all the talent in the world, if they don't have the right tools, they don't have the right technology to be able to serve their customers as well as they can, as well as they want to. I think that's a real challenge for them. And actually, that could be one of the things that does hold back um, talent coming into the industry if if the legacy systems are not equipped to deal with today's marketplace, then um, that's certainly going to put people off from from joining the industry. Nice little plug, though, for, for the show. We are going to be launching the InsureTech series in the summer of 2021. So listeners will have a chance to listen to a lot of different InsureTech leaders and find out about the technology that's out there to be able to help them as a business, but also to help their clients as well. So stay tuned for that. That'll be really interesting, Nick, to be there. I think the InsureTech movement has been a really good juggernaut for change and people innovating with the right tools. Yeah, absolutely. Lee, how do you drive forward the standards of the insurance industry at the LMA? So a key a key one for us is is our culture, brand and values. And we we changed that in the last couple of years actually with the LMA's appointment of a new CEO being Sheila Cameron and she was very very focused on 
the culture of the MA, brand, the values and our proposition to our members. How if we get that right, it can create a real support work for our members that will enable them to address any priorities, issues or outcomes that they need to address. So, so we, we've done that internally at the LMA. We've embedded that um, really well. And, and, and we're seeing a shift in people's behaviours and, and ways of working, which is, which is testament to our, our 45 strong organisation and, and the work and role that we play with our, our members in the marketplace. That leads me on very well, Lee, to asking you if there are you know, industry leaders, if there are technical leaders within claims, underwriting, broking in the market, considering opportunities at the LMA. What, what do you do there for high-performing talent and what sort of opportunities can you provide to individuals? I would say our biggest one, Nick, the USP of, of the LMA in, in, in who we are and what we do. We allow people within our organization to be bold in 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 their action their behaviors be innovative in their approach around finding solutions or responding to challenges that the market face and that's the big thing we're looking we're looking at holistic basis so it feels very holistic and it feels very strategic in anything that we do because we're looking at it through the lens of the marketplace not through the lens of a of a particular insurer Uh, and then and then we can we can take the, the opportunity of change or challenge or, or, or solutionizing around that and, and really get feel good feeling of positive movement, change or benefit that you've provided in, in, in the role that you've played in the work that, that, that you've carried out. So I think, I think it just feels like daily life at the LMA. I, I, I feel like you're challenged. You've constantly got the opportunity to enhance your skills, be involved in something that's challenging to you and um, and be able to respond to it, which which is, is quite nice because there's not many roles that are able to respond to you like that on a daily basis. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. It sounds like you can have a lot of impact on the industry in general, rather than, like you say, just for the particular company that you're working for and the success of that company, but actually across the insurance industry in general. Yeah. Great. Lee, if you woke up tomorrow morning with all of the knowledge and experience you have now, but for some reason the LMA wasn't there, how would you go about starting again? And what, what steps would you take to build a new insurance career? It's a really good question, Nick. I feel like I'm in an interview when 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 you ask ask a question like this, and it's it, it, it's one that, that 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 a few people would probably feel stumped by. To be fair, and and I, and I do I do a little bit. I think I think a, a practical answer to it is probably probably you need to you need to be able to sell yourself again. You need to be able to be able to sell the transferable skills that you've got from the roles um, and the experience that you've that you've harnessed within your career and and how is it best to do that it's probably best to do that via digital mechanism like linkedin so many people yeah. use linkedin nowadays it's great for networking um, with individuals on a on a real time and daily basis and i think it's a, it's a great platform to to use if you were looking to either push your career on or search for for new opportunities if you needed to. And, and, and like you say, if, if the LMA office was closed tomorrow, it's it would certainly be my step forward um, to use that platform, but also use your network. I, I think yeah. I think one thing that I've discussed with many young professionals during my career is your network is, is critical and, and networking with individuals 
within the marketplace and within our wider value chain is just critical to your ongoing relationships and the success that you can have in your career, but also the opportunities that you might you might stumble across. Absolutely, absolutely. I think the power of that network is key. And I think it's a real challenge at the moment for those young underwriters, those young brokers at the moment who are who are starting out in the industry and have spent the last 12 months working from home. I think it's very difficult to establish those relationships and those network so i hope over the coming months they can they can get back out there and start making a name for themselves again lee thank you so much for your time today it's been really interesting to speak to you not only about your career but also about the lloyd's market association and the great work that you're doing there before you go do you have one piece of closing advice for our listeners and how would they go about contacting you after the show so so the one piece of advice that i feel that that i've said behind and has served me well as part of my career is as follows really nick it's be passionate be to be determined and be real if you can be those things in addition to the skills and the experience and the knowledge that you'll acquire within your career you'll be onto onto you know a real good career and a real good fulfilling life to be fair yeah i think being able to do that will just make you happy and making you happy makes you great at what you do amazing amazing Thanks for that, Lee. Do, do you have some contact details that our guests can reach out to you after the show? Be, feel free for anyone to contact me uh, via my LinkedIn, and, uh, and 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 if you prefer a more a more direct route into the LMA, then then please feel free to access the LMA website and get my email address uh, off the LMA webpage. Be happy to connect with or speak to an individual about any of the, the issues or opportunities that I've discussed today, um, and even even my personal ones. To be fair, um, the, the the personal one around anxiety and depression is something that doesn't go away for me. I'm still dealing with it. I know I'm not the only one, and if talking about it more more openly and broadly can can help people then um, then then i'm all ears and, and happy to help to be fair yeah brilliant brilliantly thank you so much for that and i'm sure there'll be lots of people who like to just reach out and, and to discuss that further with you lee th- thank you so much for joining us in the insurance coffee house today it's been absolute pleasure to have you on the show and i feel like we've we've learned a lot and it's also been good good fun as well so thank you very much no problem nick really enjoyed it and uh, and really appreciate you having me along today oh no it's been been a pleasure and thank you for sharing so much and to all the other insurance business leaders out there whether you're based here in the uk or in the united states or internationally i'm sure you you enjoyed the interview with lee today and i'm sure you would have gained a lot of insights and learnings if you have enjoyed the show as we always say please do subscribe via your podcast app so you get each one of the new episodes into your app each week and look out for the next season, our insured tech season that's going to be coming out this summer. Till next time, I've been Nick Hoadley. This has been the Insurance Coffee House. Take care. You've been listening to the Insurance Coffee House with Nick Hoadley. Join us next time to hear more insights and inspiring success stories to help you become a better insurance business leader. Available to download or subscribe now.